up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello. Hello, How's hello. How's doing? How you doing, broski? I've had better days. Better I days? Like I, I feel like I'm waking up every day like somebody punched me. If you want, I'll come over and punch you every day. No, no, no. I feel like somebody's already punching me. Well, I'll punch you additionally. Like, remember that little gremlin from uh, Cat Eyes? That, that <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, I feel like that little bastard's in my room somewhere just smacking me in the middle of the night. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's graphic, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Everything's good. I've been catching up on a lot of shows I've been missing out. I've caught up to Ozark, uh, Euphoria. My wife watches this. I watch it with her, which is a really good show, and I'm trying to get you on to that one. Uh, what else? Uh, Peacemaker. Also, um, Bel Air. And my classic, The Office. I think we mentioned this before. I was going to ask you this. Um, maybe if maybe I brought it up before. How do you think it would run if they tried to make a real life gritty version of? Because you know, obviously, that's what that is. Bel Air. It's like a yeah. gritty live action version, well, real version of um, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Because that, that was obviously more uh, 90s sitcom which is more, you know. Comedic. Comedic and over the top. So <clears throat> what, do you, what do you think, how, how would you think the version of Family Matters would be? Ooh, that would be, that would be good. Just because I think if they put it now, it, 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 it would do, I feel that, in, well, in the culture, that, the climate that everything's been, I want to say in the past, like, five years or four years, a lot with more of the uh, uh, Black Lives Matters movement and uh, defund the police. So I think it would be a lot of great talking points being that... He's a, he's a black cop. He's a black cop. So, and I know they, in the show they touch on issues on racism and uh, yeah, pro, uh, 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 racial profiling. And how they treated his son. Yeah, yeah racial right. profiling. Um and everything else, I, and I think that that was a one-off episode compared mm-hmm. to all the other ones, and I think it would be good. Uh, but that would be mostly. I think that would be more of a side, a side story, mm-hmm. than because everything revolved around uh, Steve Urkel after when everybody loved him, and it was the Winslows. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, would Urkel come off more as a, as a, like a like a stalker like like a weird creepy stalker no i think they would have to pull back on it a little bit the stalker vibes well that's exactly what he is like he was always in love with this this girl so much that he like he came off as like he would come over the house and and you know like just over the time that's how that's how he became a family fixture because he was infatuated with, with the daughter that he would just come over like whatever announced yeah but uh, no, I just I was just thinking to myself like, what shows, how would some shows work if you were to take them off the sitcom bubble? Yeah, like and then put them to what Belair's going through. It would that would be one of them that would be interesting to to do. I don't know what other sitcom. I'm trying to think of what other. Really, you yeah. don't know what other sitcom? There's no, so no, many. I'm saying I know a lot of sitcoms, but I'm I'm saying that what would be a good transition to modern day that would that would translate better in current times like if you were trying to make it more real like the one that they had was um and i think they canceled it it was a party of five yeah 
So the original was that, which was more of a, a serious uh, show. The like seventh t- something? T- huh? Was t- it like Seventh Heaven? Seventh Heaven was different. Okay. So I it was part of 45. Party of Five was the one. I think they did crossovers. Maybe they have done crossover episodes. Possibly. I'm not even sure. But I remember in the original, it was that the parents passed away. And um, the the oldest brother and like the other all the siblings oh, had that's it. when they got they got deported, right? No, that was the, the original that they died. The second one that they they got remade, the they, it was with a Hispanic family, and they got deported. And that show got canceled after one season, but it was good. I liked it, but that's I'm trying to think what um, other. I got one for you. Um, what was the one? I don't remember the name of the show now, but I just remember the premise, which was there was a girl who, um, her father was an alien and her mother was human. So she had these abilities that she didn't understand. So she would oh. always constantly have, the, like, she can pause time, period. Like, she just paused time. And, like, um, she would always, like, talk, like, basically talk to her dad in a way, but not really talk to him. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, that was more, that was uh, more showy, but it would be interesting if it was more. Because think about it, the Sabrina Teenage Witch did the same thing. Yeah. Where they took a. Very kind of cartoony show, and it turned into something more dramatic and serious. Yes, and I know they did that. Well, I don't know if they did a series. I know it came out in Disney Plus. Was with uh, Doogie Hauser. They came out with the Doogie Hauser version, but yeah, she, she was Hawaiian or something. She was Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. That was that one. That, I haven't seen that one. I just, I just read it, and I was like, oh, it sounds interesting. But I'm trying to think. I'm like, I'm trying to think in my head what would be other sitcoms that that would be. Do you remember the one with uh, Vicky? Vicky, the robotic child. Oh yes. What what was the name of that one? Um, something something imperfection. I forgot what it's called. I really did forget, but I, I remember that there was like a little doll, a little child named Vicky. Yeah. And um, like that would be weird. Like if you made it more like he's like trying to replace a, like a daughter that died or something like that or something like. You know what should be a good one? Night court. If they made it, it's more of a serious, like, almost like order. Feel, I feel like, yeah, but I really feel like I already exist, type thing. Like, <laughs> I feel like the show already exists somewhere. No, but I haven't, I've seen, so I've seen shows that are more like court dramas. Are there courts that really work like that? Like, they just work overnight like that? There might be. I'm not sure. I, I cause funny thing is when I watch night court. I've I never mean, been to night jail no, or something. I mean, <laughs> no, I That's what I'm saying. Like, when I watched night court, I thought that was a thing. I really believed. That, you know, you can go to, you know, if you, let's say you get arrested, you can go to court, you go see a court, like a, a, a judge, like literally like a middle of the night, because there's judges that work in the middle of the night like that. Probably in like populated areas like New York. I just thought it was different. Maybe cool. Boston. Charles oh. in charge and no, that wouldn't work. Why was Charles in charge weird? Because he was a guy, right? He was like a babysitter. That was a guy. I know, but he was a guy. Yeah. I was like, Obviously, back in that time, uh, that was, Scott that was, Bayo. No, I remember that, but that was like that was a weird part, and everybody loved that. Sure, I remember that. Um, but it was just it was the fact that he was just that he was a guy, that he was a babysitter. That he was kind of like uh, uh, in Friends when they brought in um, Freddie Prince Jr. as a babysitter for the baby. Oh, no, but that was I, a, I, that I was remember. an episode. There was an episode about that where they thought that was a weird thing because he was a nanny. He was a nanny, and that's what <laughs> Charles and George was. He was yeah, a nanny. yeah. I'm just trying to think what it was another good serious flip. Um, something, but it, it's got to be. Thing is, if you're gonna do it, don't do it where it's something that can be almost taken seriously on its own already. 
and then you turn it serious. Something that is a little over the top. A little bit over the top. And then you turn it serious. Martin? Nah. That's not enough over the top for you? Nah, I mean, it's still, that's what I'm saying. It's very, I mean, for the most part, it's just a loud guy who goes through problems. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about like a sit, like a family sitcom. That uh, home improvement. I don't know if you could do something serious with that. Mm. But I don't know. That's that's a good question. I'm gonna start diving into it. And I'm gonna give more of a response next week. Okay. Remember, okay, what was the show that you remember? Just randomly, don't even like think for the premise of this question. What was the okay. show you remember watching growing up? Like you would wait to see it that Friday. That I would wait to see that um, Perfect Strangers. Damn. You went back. I don't remember waiting for that. I remember, like, I was watching that. I was, watching I was waiting for that one. I was watching reruns of that. I don't remember watching the actual, like, when it was. Uh, that one and. Um, it would be that one and uh, Boy Meets World. That would be the. Yeah, two. but Perfect Strangers was like. It was late 80s. Like 20 years of difference. Like, I feel like it was like a 10, 20 year no, difference. No, it was late 80s it came out. Yeah, and uh, Boys Me World in the nineties. Yeah, and I know, but you know what show I I, I would want to watch again that mm. I I didn't appreciate it more than I should have. And thinking about it, I think it would be funny. The Critic. That would be one I would what I want to go back to rewatching just because I I think I never grasped it because really? I was watching so many different shows, and I was I would watch a few of it and I was like, okay, it's funny, but. Like, I want to go back into it and actually watch I it. I all of them, I think. I don't remember too well, but I remember watching a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. I feel like, because like I said, I'm thinking about Five Matters, um, Step by Step. Step by Step. Um, but those those shows I would watch if they came on. It's not like I had to wait to be like, next. Like, I remember the in Boy Meets World when they were getting married. Uh, they had like coming next up, and I waited for the next episode just just to see them get married and whatnot. But let's 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 move on. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so do you know when you you normally? Um, this is thanks to TikTok. This okay. is this is a great thing. Okay, so thank you TikTok. Thank you TikTok or TikToker. So uh, normally, you know how people usually bypass. Um, when they download apps or sign up for new programs, they usually bypass the terms and agreements. They bypass. Or you mean they? Don't they just they just bypass. So they just scroll all the way to the bottom, accept and move on, move okay, forward. Yeah. So one TikToker, uh, the Office, because I just mentioned it earlier, the Office TikTok, uh, noticed in <laughs> in uh, the Peacock terms and agreements, it's a little nugget, and I and I I, I checked to confirm, and it is there. They have, so you remember the episode of uh, The Office where Kevin is an opener, like a cold open when he has a chili and he drops it? Yeah, yeah. They had the full ingredients and directions and how to make Kevin's chilies in the Peacock terms and agreements. Why? How did, how did, <laughs> they, even, how did they get into that? It's there. It's almost like, I think it's, it's like people, I was reading it and I was like, and you think about it, it's like making fun of themselves because people just, just like how we do it, bypass the terms and agreements. They don't read it. They just accept it. And there's that nugget of just the full Kevin's ingredients to directions of the um, chili. 
And I fucking loved it. I'm like, somebody actually went through the terms and agreements of Peacock and found it. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> you know what's really funny? <laughs> so uh, somebody somebody in one of our chats was uh, was uh, talking about um, Countdown. I think it was right. The name of the app? Yeah, the movie. The movie, the movie app, yeah. Yes. So With Tom Segura. So the movie was whatever. The movie was. I think we reviewed it. Yeah, I think we did. But it was, it was you know, it was whatever. The thing is that 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 really started making me think, and I'm like, why isn't that a thing? Why isn't that? Because that seems like such a cool idea. Where, because think about it, witchcraft is just a verb, like a, a, a reading of words, right? To some yes. degree, right? So, wouldn't that be cool to Im- embed it into certain apps? So, like basically, like like a, a some like digital witchcraft, where people start to like embed. Um, Latin or, or some kind of witch rituals into like programs and stuff like that, and then things start happening, like a movie where somebody basically a witch decided like to start becoming a programmer and start creating apps that would like do evil shit. Okay, I, I want you. I want to hear where you're going with this. This is no, no. I just is this an idea? Like I don't know for a premise for a movie no. But how does that. it go with the chili? <laughs> oh no, no, because you just said it. Because nobody ever reads it. Nobody goes. Through oh, that kind of data. Went, so like, and that's like, what happened in the movie because people just would bypass. The terms and agreements, and they just accept that. No, but think, think about that. That's another thing too. Imagine like uh, uh, in the movie. Like, <laughs> imagine if in the movie Countdown, everybody did that, but then somebody actually sat down and read the agreement. It's basically like, it's, no. a, it's like selling your soul to the devil. Like, yeah. it's like I signed this. Like, <laughs> or they before they signed, they read it. Yeah, like it was literally a ritual sacrifice agreement <laughs> to like sell your soul to the devil, and you're like. What did I say? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's it, it it's in it's in there, and I I'm, I I screenshot it. Are you gonna try to recreate the recipe? Yes. So because it's, it opens up like right before like uh, there has like an addendum, mm. and on the top in bold it goes at Peacock. We do not make promises we don't we can't keep. So please see below the chili recipe inspired by the Kevin Malone's legendary family dish. With so which he is so memorably brought to the Dunder Mifflin on the office, and it tells you the full ingredients and like how to add the onions and when to add the garlic and what do you do with the beans. And I'm making this. You're gonna make it when? Yes. And it ends with and it, it, like, the best part is I don't know when I'm gonna make it, but I'm gonna make it. So it goes enjoy. While we wish you could dish up a bowl full. Without spilling it all over our res- uh, reception area, naturally, feel free to share this recipe and tagging at Peacock TV, of course. Now back to your regularly scheduled legal document. Number ten, merchants and advertising. <laughs> I love it. They just it's, it's that nugget right in the middle. That's and that's so clever. And and you know have, you ever, have you ever seen? Uh, there's an episode of South Park where they make fun of that. Yeah, with the uh, iPad. Yeah. And like they would start doing, like they would start doing horrific things to people, and then yeah, like, like you agreed in the terms of yeah, like they, they'll just like uh, they walked into a room and basically like tased the the, the kid's uh, father. He goes, "Yeah, you agreed to this." Like they'll tie him up and lock him up. Like yeah, yeah, he agreed. He, you totally agreed to this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but we keep moving forward. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So you watched this movie called Fear Street, right? Yes. Fear Street, all three episodes? I did not watch all three. We continue. But you watched two out of the three or something like that, right? I watched the first one. So there there was a kid named Fred uh, 
Hetch- Hetchinger. Okay. Fred Hetchinger. He played Simon. Okay. In the show. Okay. So he is now currently cast as Chameleon in the new Craven the Hunter movie of the Spider-Man spinoff with Sony. So, I thought, okay, so, is Craven Hunter, are they making all these people into anti-heroes now? They're... Because this Craven an anti-hero, I thought he was just a villain. He was a villain. And his bro- and, and Chameleon is his brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like a he's a super villain. Like he's okay. he's a uh, he has like the ability of master of disguise. He's he's a brilliant method actor and impressionist. So kind of makes me feel like I wish like they like like DC stepped up and did Clayface. Yeah, that is one character I would love to see brought to live action. That would be dope. It's like the it's like a whole epic movie just around him. <laughs> so. So they they casted they casted him as a chameleon. Chameleon, yes. Hey, is this guy still confirmed as uh, Craven? Uh, uh, Anthony, what's his name? I forget. I know he's from. Uh, I know he. He's also in Marvel too. Cause he's a, he was uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm trying to get his name now. And uh, I know Russell Crowe is in it. Huh? Kick ass. Kick ass. Right. Not so he is. Huh? That's the actor. No, no, I know. He was kick-ass. He was also um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe is also confirmed in it. So, yeah, so he's he's added into this Craven, uh, to the chameleon role. So a lot, so here's a question that comes up a lot with it, and this is, and I know people are going to discuss it because it hasn't been confirmed. Um, so in Far From Home... Uh, there was a character named Dimitri, and people were speculating that was Chameleon in that movie. He wasn't confirmed. He has he was yet to be confirmed, or that nobody said he was, but it was implied that he might have been in the movie itself. Okay. So I don't know how if if they later confirmed that it was him, how this is going to carry over into the Sony verse of Spider Man. Okay. Or the Spider-Man verse that they're trying to create, I'm assuming, without an actual Spider-Man in it. Well, I mean, now, remember I told you, they're, they're basically going to, they're going to, now that they create a multiverse, they're going to try to use Andrew Garfield as the Spider-Man of the Sony-verse. You think so? You think, think they use so? I seriously think so. They're going to use him or uh, Toby? Not or Toby. both? Toby's too old. And he could be older Spider-Man and still do it. Yeah. The basically right now everybody's heart is with Garfield. Well, because you know he they all like it's weird because the same people that criticized him are the same people saying we should give him another movie, we should get a third movie. <laughs> but the same these are the same people that hated him and when he was Spider Man. Yeah. But let's let's see. Well, they only hated him because of the writing, not because of his acting. No, no, I know. What I'm saying is. That was that was mostly the issue. But you would it. think it's different people, but it's like really the same people. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm 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 liking the cast that they're slowly building for for Craven the Hunter. I want to okay. see who else. Uh, they haven't really given a synopsis of how it's going to be in, introduced because now we have more uh, Morbius coming out, and we already had Venom, Venom one and two. So. Mm-hmm. We have to see how this is going to incorporate and how this is going to build into a uh, non-Spider-Man, currently non-Spider-Man, Spider-Man universe. So I want to see where it builds from it. 
But let's see. Now they have more supervillains, and I feel like the next one they're gonna do like Scorpion. They're gonna do like a Scorpion movie. Well, they already introduced the car- the guy. So the question is, if they're gonna follow through with that same actor, how is it gonna play the story? But that's only the, you said it yourself. It's through the multiverse, so they could cast somebody else and just be like, "This is a different from a different universe." I mean, well, maybe they already, they, got, they already did with the Morbius. You already saw that they went back to uh, uh, Vulture. Yeah, which he touched base with Vulture. So I don't know if he's crossing dimensions at one point. Uh, I think that I think when it comes to the, the Sony verse of uh, those movies, I think they're not going to cross dimensions too much. They're going to try not to, but they'll do what they can to keep the audience happy and have them coming back for more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Time? Yeah. 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 So next is um, f- our boy Frank Grillo. Okay. Is, ma- uh, is making a movie that is going to have his son doing his uh, filming, his dictatorial be- debut by his own son. And is it called? It's called Man's Son, Man's, M A N, apostrophe S, Son, which is the film is going to tell a story of a couple who lives, whose lives start to imitate art when they try to make an an effective audition tape for a Charles Manson movie at an Airbnb in the desert. Okay. So uh, Grillo is going to be the portray the leader of the cult, of the dangerous cult. <laughs> That's crazy because. You know that it's crazy how I think that's that's an original concept of a movie that's going to come out like because a lot of what we see is either reboots or reimagining of something else and the idea of and we've seen movies like when life imitates art imitates life and this one's going to do the same where where I want I want to see how deep they're going to go with it if it's going to be really pushed to the edge. I mean, it's just interesting. It's like Grillo is like become such an action type of guy now it's gonna be hard i feel like that's gonna be such a no i think it's easy role you think so yeah it's gonna be easy role uh, i just think i just feel like i think he has, a, he has a he has a very de- uh like commanding demeanor with him like even in in what was it in winter soldier mm. that um he, he was yeah he was in winter soldier yeah, so even at that, like, even the moments he wasn't fighting, but you could tell, like, when he was, like, the leader of the squad, like, his presence draws your attention. And I think he has his acting chops with it, even through, no, through know, the purge. The thing is, is that those, whenever you see cult leaders or something like that, it's not usually, like, the most, the strongest or the most masculine. It's usually, like, somebody the most, like, most methodical. Like yeah, somebody. but here's the thing, is that they're, they're trying to do an audition tape it's for a Charles Manson movie. So he's like an actor trying to portray this. So he's like, this is not me. Okay. There was one movie and uh, which, which is crazy, which is not like um, it. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm going to try to remember the name, but the, the, the concept was that it was a social, uh, social um, experiment okay. where they take a group of like 30 men. I think it was like 30 men or 40 men. And they broke them down to half, half were prisoners and half were were uh, inmates. The other half were uh, cops or correction, yeah, correctional yeah. officers. Yeah. So at the beginning, they were like, hey, move it along, like real smooth. But the guys, the people that were overseeing them, like, no, you need to you need to be a correctional officer. Like, this is your role. This is the experiment that yeah, you went I, into. I heard about the experiment. I don't know about the 
like I heard about the experiment that they were saying that within within nothing, like it was nothing time where like those same like those guys would like the people that they would put as correction officers just started to become super authoritarian. Yeah. Like, In the movie like, it was. Like, like they got worse, they got they right? they got more aggressive, they got more violent to the point there were like riots and you're like these people are just doing this as a fucking experiment, but they're actually like attacking each other, trying to kill each other. Well, there was a, I remember there was another experiment. I don't know if they did a movie like that, but they did an experiment where um, they told a bunch of kids or something like that. Like, how explain, I forgot to remember how to explain it. I think they basically told a bunch of kids that, you know, they were more advanced as a person because they had, let's say, blue eyes or something. So, you know, they basically just told them that they had something extra that nobody else has. So basically, like saying it's a positive, yeah. And they said quickly how the the characters of those kids changed. Like it could have been literally anything. It could have been anything random. They could have just told them, "Hey, if you're pinky, you know this or that doesn't cross your face, something like that." But basically, by telling them that it's uh, it, it it means that they're more advanced or something like that, they started to become like their character changed instantly. Like not instantly, but like right away, where they would start to act superior to the other kids. Yeah. So I just find stuff like that interesting because it's like, uh, it's like, the, like, Jean Elliott was the one that did that experiment. Really? Yeah. She, she, what she did was, uh, she'll get a group of uh, people and you're like, like, something that's distinctive between two people is like, oh, all the blue eyed people go over here, all the brown eyes people go over here. So she tells all the brown eyed people, like, this is an experiment. So you, I'm going to treat all these people like, People of color, like they, yeah. they ain't shit. Yeah. And all you, you're, you're, you're more of a superior yeah. race yeah. because you're brown eyed. So she did it in Oprah. Like all, everybody, like would walk in, but like all oh, blue eyes go here, uh, brown eyes go here. So the people with the blue eyes, they would set them into a room and have them stand, and they would have a space so they could see all the brown eyed people were sitting, and they'll give them coffee, treats, and they got pissed. It was like why, why are we treated differently from them, uh-huh. and like that, but. Going back to this movie, I do think that's gonna be interesting. I, I like Frank Grillo, and I want to see what how his son is gonna be directing it. This is his first time directing. It's basically. also crazy that his son like, yeah. Because I mean, sometimes he, sometimes you see it in his face, but like Grillo is like in his what, like fifty six or something like that. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's. I mean, but he's chiseled. The man looks like he's better built than most twenty year olds. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, he is. Like, uh, like that's when you say he has a son. I'm like, damn, it throws me off. But then again, too, he could have a 30 year old son. <laughs> but he is has been in some movie, some movies. Uh, he has. Let's see. Uh, he was a cinematographer for two movies. His, his son. Yeah, two shorts. Uh, Purgatory and oil, oil and blood on canvas. Okay. So. It's, so it's just really by the artsy, really artsy. Mm-hmm. So I think he's gonna. I feel he's gonna push on the envelope of Midsommar. I think he's gonna push on that envelope if it goes that way. That just dramatic imagery that they're gonna push on it. Next, another filmmaking debut, which I'm super excited about. It is uh, Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. is gonna direct and star in his comedic drama alongside Bill Murray. I've never thought of this combo together, and I'm fucking loving it. Right. Is he sorry? Yes. 
Okay, not that I'm against the CSR, but when was the last time when CSR was in anything? He just did a comedy special on Netflix. It just came out a week, really? two weeks ago. Yeah, and oh, it was really good. No, it's because I. And I, then I, I prior recall. to that one, I think he did Master of None, and then but they came up with the season two, but it wasn't following his story, mm-hmm. or season three, and they didn't follow his story. Um, but yeah, I I think he did something else, but I know the most recent thing that he came out with was. Was um, his stand up, which was really good, but now he's he's going into filmmaking and and I've, that's one combo I've never I've never came across my mind on doing Aziz, Aziz Asari with Bill Murray, and I think I think they could they will collaborate. You think so? Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Let's like I've never thought about that. Like, I would like to see something like. Um Imagine Cesar Sari and, and, and Kevin Hart, but no, no, too loud. I, I I don't. I'm not big on Kevin Hart. Why? I don't know. I just he's great at what he does, but just after a while for me, just it's it. He just takes his role and he's repetitive with it. So I'm just like, he plays his own type role, except for the movie he was like a dad, mm-hmm. like Fatherhood, I think it was called, which he was really good in. But I don't know. I I wouldn't want. I want. I would want like that. Somebody, somebody, an aged comic. Somebody from like generations past that that will be able to counterbalance this like new age comedy. Well, there was uh, a couple of attempts like that, like Billy Crystal and um, uh, Billy Crystal and and Jennifer uh, Tiff- Tiffany Haddish. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. Right, and then also another one, Billy Crystal and. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the guy who's actually in the show Parks and Rex with uh, Season Sorry. Um, he's in um, he's in uh, 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 Space Force now, but he was uh, he was a uh, Ralph um, Ralph Macchio is his name. <laughs> Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yeah, you remember him from uh, uh, from Parks, Parks and Rex? Rex yeah. yeah, yeah, him. There's a there's a movie with them together. I think that I don't know if it's his dad or or what, but I think he wants to be a stand up comic, and Bill, Bill, Billy Crystal's like helping him. You see, that's a good mix. That's, I I think that that does work well. Well, I mean, Gene Raffio. Yeah, Gene Raffio. Sorry, Ben Schwartz. Um, but uh, it works. It works with that one. I never watched the show, but I know there's a show on Hulu with uh, Selena Gomez and uh, uh, two really Steve Martin and Stephen Short. Those are two super classic comedians. Yeah, and she's not necessarily a comedian, but I heard the the show was actually really really good. Or people have, people have mentioned that it was good. Yeah, so, and I like that mix. I like, but that's that's the thing. I I, I already expect the Steve Steve Martin Steve Short movie like combo together because they always done t- movies together. Okay. So anybody that does that is either has to be on their comedic level or has something that they could bounce off of. And I think Selena Gomez works well. Ben Schwartz is great because he's coming up with he's done DuckTales. He's done a few movies. Um and I enjoy his 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 on screen persona. But I don't know. I, I, something about Anziza Sorry. I think it's because I mostly I'm entertained with the idea of it mm-hmm. because of the special I just saw. Okay. I think I'm more excited about that. And then plus Bill Murray with just seeing him at Ghostbusters, I'm like, damn, I want to see him in another movie. Well, Sometimes I think like um, as much as I love Adam Sandler movies, 
And the, you know, I know he he works with that special crew that he has. Steve, sorry, Martin Short. Martin Short is Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, I, like uh, Adam Sandler has a Happy Happy Madison production company. Yeah. And all his friends are on. Basically, so all the classic comedians from his movies are still on there, right? Yeah. But as long as all those comedians are on there, they're funny. They're still funny together. However, it would be interesting to start seeing him bring in new comedians to work with them. Yes. So they're not necessarily taking the front role, but they're kind of playing along with some uh, newer comedians. Because okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, you just expect, when you watch a Happy Adam Madison movie, you just expect to see one of his classic characters that he creates, you know, for the movie. Like yeah. Using one of his original friends, uh, the other actors. But it would be interesting if you start to start to introduce two characters as opposed to just the one. So you bring, let's say, the last one was... Uh, the football movie, which is funny. Yeah, home uh as a homegrown. Yeah. And I think they tried Hometown. they tried to balance it with Taylor Lautner. Um although I don't know, Taylor Lautner still didn't seem a, a, like as charismatic or he didn't really seem like he'd shined as much. But it would be interesting if you had somebody else who was around Lautner's age that was very comedic and it could play can play uh, off of uh on the main actors uh, who's the main actor in that one? Um I got, I, I got, I'm going to let you ride on that one. <laughs> but can play off the main actor as well. Cause like they can play off each other a lot better. Come on. You get the name. Think I don't it. know. Don't have me guess. Cause I want to guess. Uh, first name is Kevin. Last name. Kevin James. Why, you, why, <laughs> why, do you, why do you tell me? Like, I'm telling you, I don't know. I like, have had hope. Come on. You Can, know, it's Kevin. Like, I had I hope for you. I had hope. Why? If I'm telling you, I don't know it. Don't have hope. If I tell you, I don't know it. Okay. Home team. But I didn't think he was using Kevin James, um, uh, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner as his, as his role. Well, of course he was. He was. I mean, I don't think he played off as well. But it's supposedly Taylor Lautner supposed to be his balance, his uh, his other. No, no, but I know his balance. But no, no, I understand that side. But I'm talking about as the com- like the new coming upcoming comedian. That he no, no, no. But he to- wasn't playing a comedian at all. That's no, what I'm saying. saying. But he. Um, that's what I'm saying. That Taylor Lautner wasn't. I, know, I don't think he I was. I think it would have been more interesting if they did. Oh, if they did ex- replace Taylor Lautner with the upcoming comedian to balance that? Something, something where they can play off each other. Like, kind of like, remember Hitch or something like that, where you saw yeah. Kevin James and Will Smith. Know, Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, two comedians playing off each other. Like, like that works. But, they, you know, have a younger comedian actor play the, the Taylor, Taylor Lautner's position. Yeah. Okay. So that way they can just kind of joke off each other the whole time. Nice. All righty. All right, so let's get into these two trailers before we end it off mm-hmm. that we've watched. First one is Firestarter. It, Super excited about that one. It's a, a reimagining, a, re, a, a, a reboot of what is it, 1980s? No, 1970s or 80s. 80s? It was early 80s. I mean, this is Drew Barrymore when she was like. It was her first role. I don't know if it was her first role. No, her first role was E.T. Oh, was it? I believe so. Okay, so it was right after that. So then. So yes, a very early '80s mm-hmm. remake of Firestarter, which is mostly about. <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, it's actually really interesting, though. Yeah, it's it's a couple is about a couple desperately trying to hide their daughter Charlie from a shadowy f- federal agency that wants to harness her unpredict her presidential pres- unprecedented gift that turning into fire into a weapon of mass destruction. So I. I 
I like the original. I remember watch, re- watching well, it a little bit later. I'm a little oh. curious about this one because the original, they weren't just normal parents. That was the whole thing. They they weren't like just a, an average couple. No. They were a couple that, they were part of a government experiment to create yeah. uh, mental abilities by taking the, like, like all these LSD or something like that. Yeah. So they themselves had abilities. They just were nowhere near as powerful as hers. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm curious how they're going to play this one out because I didn't see any references to them having abilities, especially, uh, um, Zac Efron, which I was surprised. It's a, like, I'm happy to see him in that role. Cause I feel like maybe that gives more credibility to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as maybe they invested real money into this movie, um, to do it properly. So Zac Efron plays the father, which, um, I remember I loved the original father Zac, uh, character because he was somebody who was trying to. The whole time he basically he, he's trying to just protect his daughter, but he has this, he does have the ability to control people's minds. Yeah, it's just not it's just nowhere near as strong as his daughter's ability to to create fire. Yeah. So I really cannot wait to um, to see how they play this movie out. And it comes out May thirteenth this year. So I really hope they do it well. I, I, Which I I don't have you mentioned about the remake of this. We usually bring up like movies that we, I feel like we've just came up, but I don't think we really figured like out dived movie. into it. Like honestly, like the, the, some of these old Stephen King movies being remade, like I don't think that they obviously did a great job with uh, uh, Pet Cemetery, but other movies I think just still deserve a reboot. Like it was a good one. Well, of course, yeah, it was good, but it was it was never really made into it was never a movie. It was a TV show. It was a TV made movie kind of thing. It was like yeah. a TV drama, like thing, whatever. Straight to TV. But like, imagine if they remade, um, uh, well, they really, they really try to remake, um, Carrie, uh, Carrie, Carrie, but imagine Christine. That would be crazy. Or the thinning. Thinner. Thinner. Yeah. But that's not, I feel like that's not as old as the other ones are. Cause that came out in the nineties, I think. Yeah. But, um, no, but do you remember Christine? Yes, I think that was. So I don't know. The question is, what would be the which what would be the car? Mm-hmm. If you were gonna do Christine, which would be the car? If, if I'm gonna do a Christine, it would be. I think it would be just be like a just like a current like the most current Camaro or like Corvette. Well, no, it wasn't a current. Remember, it's a classic car. Like, yeah, but in the movie. I don't know how, what would be considered a classic car now. I think they'll still consider, yeah, because I don't think they're gonna be like a, a a classic is anything over like thirty years old, so like a nineteen seventies Corvette. I don't. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it just I'm just curious. I think the car has is gonna be the biggest thing. So, but yeah, uh, Carrie, or at least uh, it would be interesting to Children see. Children of the Corn. Didn't they say they were making a new oh, one? Oh, I sent your poster about that. Too. Yeah, I don't know if it's real because I found it off a random Facebook page. But uh, I did. They did. It, it did announce like it was going to be a prequel to the original. The original freaked me out. Yeah, I love the original. So I would like to see how they do this because again, this is all kids. Yeah, there's no adults. Not really any adults in this movie. If they do it correctly, like because the whole premise is that the kids got rid of all the adults. So I would like to see how they do that. Um, cat eyes. Yeah. Like I mentioned when we first started the podcast, like cat eyes would be something interesting to see. You know what you want to see? Uh, it would, could translate yeah. to something current, but it was, came out in the 90s. Uh, 
Dolores Claiborne. Is that like a murder mystery, right? Yeah, that that they were accused her of killing a woman, and then the journalist comes up and she ties and keeps him kidnapped. But it'll be like a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come in, come up with an interview for a podcast. Um, no, but yeah, definitely. Uh, that well, actually, those. Uh, I think I would like for them to remake, um, Cat Eyes, but not as a movie, as a Netflix series. Cat Eyes, is, yes, I can see anthologies. I can see that as an anthology, like a long anthology. Where the cat just keeps on jumping from family to family. Yes, or Cujo. That's another one. <laughs> I think people would be so mad about it if they did a Cujo. Yeah. Peter yeah. be pissed. <laughs> think about it. Peter be pissed off. No, but like, think about it. Is like, okay, so not only do you have to be careful of one, which breed of dog do you pick? Because if you pick like a breed of dog, like let's say is mostly synonymous with like that kind of action, they're gonna say that we're trying to deem them as bad dogs, right? Yeah. Because if it's like a pit bull or or, or Doberman, it's like, oh, you're just you know stereotyping these dogs, which a lot of times is true. Yeah. Um. Obviously, and also that dog was huge. That wasn't just like a like that was like that was that dog was almost ripping through a car. In the in the original movie, was he? I think so. Like they were stuck in a car. That was the whole point. That was you know point. what? Which one I would want to watch? Mm. And this is a late. And this would be a good action movie. Mm. The Running Man. Mm. Or Arnold. Remember that one? I remember that one. Yeah, I I always forget. That, that was a Stephen King story. I always forget that one. I feel like as much as I love The Running Man, I did. I, I can watch that today. I feel like it's been made. Like, otherwise. You know, like, it's... Like, with the other stories, it seems like this will be a little bit original. But I feel like The Running Man has been made. Or do you feel like that? I, I When I think Running Man, I think The Gamer with Russell Crowe. Yeah. No, not Russell Crowe. Oh, uh, you're right. Like, Draw Butler. Yeah. Uh, I said Russell Crowe. Draw, Draw Butler. Butler. Yeah. It felt like it's like that. Yeah, because they take criminals and they 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 put them in this, but only in the difference is in the original they have an opportunity to survive, and this one they don't. Yeah, actually, what gamer would have been more interesting if they had boss heroes, a boss like the boss characters. Yeah, that would have been. I mean, they they tried to make it one with uh, um, this guy's character, the um, uh, remember the guy who basically was not part of a game, like he. Nobody controlled him. The the game developer. No, no, no. That one character that they brought at the end that he didn't have a user. Oh, uh, uh, Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz. Yeah. Like that was it. But I felt like they would have been more interesting if like like several bosses. Yeah, like he because the, the Running the Man that had together. different bosses. There was one like an yes. ice rink. Yes. Another one that was like a motorcycle or something like that. I remember. Yeah, one to say opera. Was yeah. It was, it was, it the was eighties like, movies were interesting. I, was saying, I, was I liked I liked the showmanship of it. I like the showmanship of it. It was yeah. fun. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. Which one? But yeah, Five Star got me excited. I'm really hoping that they honor it. I hope they do it well. And I hope that basically, because that's one of those movies where, like, if they do it well, then you're gonna have this generation appreciate that movie. Yeah. And that's kind of what that's and just why and just skip the 2002 version, just completely <laughs> bypass that one. But I was saying, like, that's why I appreciate a good reboot. Is it does that if it can do where it's like the original is so old that it's hard for a kid now to watch because. It's, Technology and everything else is, is outdated. Yeah, but they do it so well that the kids now, man, 
That was such a good movie, and now they have their own classic running. What happened if they do like like old classics like mm. Casablanca, or like uh, like what is it, uh, Sound of Music and shit like that? You, you, how many, how many be like true, like purest film film lovers would be like, don't fucking touch those movies. Well, remember we always said the one movie I think people would always agree never to touch is Goonies. Yes. Like that, you, think about you, it. Nobody, you can't recreate. You can't recreate that chemistry and that story. Only, and I'm, this is because I'm watching Stranger Things again because mm. it's coming out May fifth, May twenty third. I think it's the first part. Mm. So I'm like, I'm gonna rewatch it. And the chemistry between the, that click, I I feel like is Goonies vibes, but it still doesn't compare to like. How, I know, but it was designed that way. Like that's what I liked about the show. Is like they're like let's let's hit on all the '80s like things that we loved, and then just like. Put it together in a, in, a, in a show, which that's what it was. Yeah, because they were they they did have a Goonies vibe. Um, no, but yeah, okay. So what other trailer do you have? Last trailer. Yep. And this is coming from a show from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, well, no, it actually came from nineteen nineteen forty three, so it's older. So they're older group Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and. I love this trailer. I I am I was fucking sold. So quick question. In this, they were never a spy team. They were referencing the show they had, right? Is that what it was? In the in the movie? In the trailer, yeah. In the trailer, is it basically is it a continuation of them being the actors that played in the show? Yes. And not that they were actually had a Actual adventure, yes. yes. Because they were like, oh, they were big in the 80s, and then they had, like, this big, like, uh, party with, like, Roger Rabbit, the the yeah, cat yeah. with, uh, <laughs> what's his name, uh, Sly Cat, yeah. with, um, I forget her name, uh, she had a song out, Paula Abdul. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a bunch of references, like, they were big in the 80s, and then they just died down. Mm-hmm. All I want to see, I want to see is the the ship that they have. Oh, the, like the balloon? From, yeah, well, it was made from a Clorox, box, Clorox yeah. bottle and a balloon, yeah. It had wings on it. That'd be dope. I love the fact that they that they mixed media, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And the part, he goes, like, oh, I got the CGI upgrade. Yeah. So, he, like, they <laughs> so have two different technologies <laughs> than him. <laughs> he just stayed. And I'm like, I love that. I'm like. I, yeah, it's almost like, a, almost like a plastic surgery. Like, Yeah. It's like, they, it's like they're making fun of themselves and they're enjoying it. And then you have. you should do with the movies like that, though. And that's the thing. It, and I, I was like, this, when I saw the trailer, like, this was what Tom and Jerry should have been. Like, this was make it fun, make it enjoyable, like have it be goofy as fuck, and just play off of that. But no, they didn't. They just fucking shit on them. No, movie. but you're, you're right though. Tom and Jerry should. You know why Tom and Jerry would have worked better to do it? Because this is why. I Remember when Scooby Doo came out with a, a movie, a, a cartoon? Yeah. Uh, a couple like two years ago. Scoob. Scoob, yeah. What I liked is that they used all of Hannah Montana, uh, Hannah Barbera's library of, of characters and Hama Jerry I believe has had a Barbara as well they could have used the same thing yeah and they could have had so many cool like cameos of characters to come across yeah like I, the, the bulldog they used to have in their their cartoons with them um all these different characters the, that are like oh the rooster 
<laughs> which was kind of racist, but oh, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say yeah, like, I don't know what you mean. Like, trust me, they could have had all of that, but it would have been fun to do it that way. Yeah, like, but Chippendales, and and I like it's gonna go straight to Disney Plus, uh-huh. so I'm already loving that. And I just, and I think they, they, I love the fact that they make fun of themselves and just regular real meta, like how the inspiration of Chips outfit was was because of indiana jones and you're like oh that's where it came from <laughs> so i enjoy that i enjoy that they make fun of themselves i enjoy that and this is and i feel like it's going to be entertaining as hell mm. and, and and i'm all about it because bring back if they have a can oh my god so this is a, i think we talked about it in the group chat but i'm gonna see now if they bring out a cameo with Gizmo Duck, I'm gonna fucking go crazy. Or Darkwing Duck. One of the two. If one of the two, I'm taking it out. If one of the two shows up in this fucking movie, I'm gonna go crazy. I still laugh at the fact that that was like the most watched show when everybody got Disney Plus. Ducktales. Yeah, not yeah. Ducktales. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Oh, and Ducktales. Yeah. Yes. Well, as for Darkwing Duck, because I watched all of it. It was Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles. Those are the two <laughs> that was mostly watched, if I remember correctly. But yeah. I can't wait. I'm saying it now, Nick. I'm gonna they they better show up because that was part of their their cycle of their time slot cycle. It was Chippendale's Rescue Ranger, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, to uh, Ducktales, and what was another? What was one more? I know it was those four mostly. So yeah, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, and Ducktales, and Chippendale. Gummy bears. Gummy bears now. I uh, uh, I like gummy bears. It was probably in between some like two of the shows, so <laughs> I would watch it just to as as a my rest period. But okay. but yeah. All right, guys. Before we wrap it up, just wanted to let you know that Nick and I will be attending Super RetroCon at the Osceola Heritage Park in Kissimmee, Florida, on March sixth. So if you're in the area, please go check it out. So if you see us, say what's up. And like that, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at From My Mom's Garage, or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. <laughs>